crafting structure and style. Hi, this is Alan Hauser. This is Josh Broughton. And I'm Brian Davenport. Coming up on this episode, slideshows, social media buttons, and a killer recipe for carrot soup. So stick around as we serve up another platter of content, structure, and style. If not today, maybe tomorrow. If not So, so Josh, you have a question in the mailbag. We actually have some questions in the mailbag this week. Um, so first question comes from Dustin. Uh, the subject of his email is carrot soup. And he's asking uh, some if, uh, for recommendations on cool musicians or record labels uh, that, Squarespace, that are on Squarespace sites. Uh, really looking to try and inspire him while he's building his Squarespace site. Also, second part of the question... What's the best content sliders, and how do you implement them easily? Third part, what's a good recipe for carrot soup? So let's leave let's leave the best for last. Carrot soup, obviously. Oh, course, that's the best. So, oh, of course, it's the best. What for, what he wants to know, like good examples of like music sites to uh, other Squarespace music sites to sort of get that creative spark going, right? If he's looking for some awesome sites to get inspired by. I think, like, because, like, Squarespace does the work for us when it comes to aggregating cool sites, other Squarespace sites to look at on their examples page, of course. Right, so, right. Um, just go to Squarespace. Is it? I think you can go slash examples. Yep. And they actually have a music page. So it's slash examples, slash category, yeah. slash music. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. But yeah, there's um there's some good, uh, uh, some cool sites there. Uh, not a lot of bands are, you know, that memorable. Ooh, Jars of Clay. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Mm, they're on Squarespace. Uh, and their site's actually pretty awesome. Holy cow. Yeah. No, I think, and, and, and that's that's the important part, too. I mean, while some of these bands you might not have heard of, uh, or maybe you're a big fan of them, I don't know. But the bottom line is they have pretty decent sites. Yeah. And, my- and you, but, this is, but this is where the core of Squarespace shines, is like every one of these sites is completely different. You could put two of these sites side by side and say, which one is the Squarespace site? And what someone's gonna say, oh, that one, and then you go like, we're the both Squarespace sites. Like they've, they're, they're all so unique. I'm actually working on a record label myself right now, um, and I can't really show too much about it yet. But um, kind of the uh, inspiration sites, I guess you could say, were like you know S- Sony Records and um, Epic, I believe. I, I don't remember the inspiration sites, but that's kind of where where he was going from so he's pretty much saying match that sort of fidelity so so in, in other words it doesn't have to be a squarespace site there are lots of components that squarespace wow can, can and cannot cow. do what, what's, wow one second well some i loaded this one music site and just some wham came out of my speaker some awesome music that was amazing sorry guys some wham <laughs> came out of your speakers it was it was it was amazing i just loaded up this one web page Huh. Yeah, maybe it, let's talk about a few tips of what not to do. Don't autoplay your music because that's a terrible experience <laughs> for see, anybody that was, on your website. That was my point when when dealing with the record label. But he really, he really, 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 oh, really wants God. that. Um, <laughs> when it comes down to that, I actually saw a cool post on Reddit where browsers should include a little volume icon on the one tab that's making sound because that way you can go and close it. Right. Ooh. 
or like a big death X on it. You know what? Honestly, yeah. let's step back a bit. I'd rather hear a cool song when I load a site rather than. No. You hi. Well, hi. Welcome to our company's website. We're so no. glad you stopped by. <laughs> yeah. That's, Congratulations. I mean, you just won. <laughs> oh, God. That, that voice is like in green. Congratulations. Oh. Under table of contents. Please feel free to navigate to our about page to learn more about what we offer. There is no excuse to autoplay anything on a web page. Congratulations. Click. <laughs> I yeah. can close that browser window in one syllable. Yeah, so uh, back to the main topic there. I think you can build a pretty decent site uh, on Squarespace for your band or musical endeavors. And uh, there's some examples on the Squarespace page. But also, um, there's probably a lot of other folks out there, too, that that um, that have uh, a Squarespace uh, website with uh, that are artists as well. Yeah, and also something else that's really... in like. One of the really parts where Squarespace shines is being able to see a, an awesome website that even isn't hosted on Squarespace or is created from scratch. Just this awesome website you like and just having that challenge of trying to just build something like that using the tools that Squarespace gives you. And you'll find that like you can do so much more things in Squarespace than you thought using like CSS and HTML and things. You can really, really uh, you know, bend the rules of Squarespace, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. They give you the ability to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, actually, a good place to find those, actually, like there's sites like Dribble, which uh, you can just go up to the search and search like music. And there's tons of designers on there that have done like awesome websites and everything, which yeah. is awesome. Too. Go to those types of sites. Yeah. The nice thing about like tools like tools in the kind of that light CMS that not the actual tool light CMS, but, you know, in Squarespace, light CMS, WordPress, like those types of tools, you can... Um, you can easily get your band up and running with like CD Baby and uh, uh, social networking and all of these other forms of distribution by just these little snippets of JavaScript and so on. So, I mean, I think that's 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 the bottom line is that you don't need a lot to be completely up and running. Oh, that's really good information. <laughs> <laughs> I just ended it. I can use that later. That's really cool. That was, that was a great question. Thank you so much, yeah. Dustin. Oh, well, let's go to part two of the uh, the uh, question there. All right, guys, what be- what are the best content sliders that you've used on your site? So, like, little slideshows or sliding things around? What's he talking about? Brandon, you, you've used a few, haven't you? Um, I've sort of stepped back from using um, content, sli- content sliders because I haven't really had a need for them. It's one of those things where it's like, if you don't absolutely need it or it doesn't fit with your site, don't use content sliders because there's much better ways to do things. But if you're someone like a like a music site that wants to display some of your album art or you know your latest uh, you know your photos of your band or whatever, or you have some a cool phot- photography site and you want to show off some of your latest photos, or even sometimes it works in a blog where you can show off some of your latest content. But there are better ways of doing that. But if you want some really awesome uh, content sliders, but also slideshows. Um, I highly recommend checking out the ones that uh, utilize like tools like jQuery, which is like a JavaScript library. And uh, what's nice about those is they don't require Flash, so it doesn't have that uh, impact and strain on people's systems when they use it. Because have you guys ever been like on YouTube on like a MacBook, and the MacBook just like starts to boil from just Flash just staying dormant on in the browser? You ever get that? Perhaps. I, I get that sometimes. Just. Don't use Flash. And there's also JavaScript libraries like uh, MooTools, which mm-hmm. is like MooTools, like uh, the noise that Cal makes. Right. MooTools. I think it's MooTools.com. You can go there. But they also have 
that's a JavaScript library that you can use to make awesome slideshows. And there's also sites like, um, I think uh, I'm on a site called Dynamic uh, WP.net, DynamicWordPress.net. But basically, they have a big list of 20 jQuery slideshows, which you can use on any site. And uh, they're basically prepackaged, and you can customize them. So it's uh, it's it, it's really awesome to use uh, JavaScript libraries for slideshows. I use animated slideshows on almost every site. Um and so, so I've 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 done them, used them quite frequently. Um, I've kind of started with the jQuery Cycle plugin, which we'll we'll, we'll put a link to that because uh, it's a little lengthy URL. Um, but but that's a really so, sort of easy slideshow to get into um, as well. There's one called Nevo Slider or Nivo N I V O Slider. Um, and that that one's a little more advanced because you can put descriptions in like the lower third. You can do on mouse over next previous kind of things, and it, and and there's a whole bunch of uh, really cool customization that you can do to that particular yeah. slider. I think I like a quick pro tip when it comes to slideshows is I think I'm sure other people think differently, but for me personally, I think the the best kind of slideshow is just a really simple, very tactile slideshow. Like the you can't really beat the signature just one piece of content and then a left arrow and a right arrow. Right. And you just click each one. Not, like, of course you can do like things where you hover over and you do those things, but if you want it to work really well and feel like you're actually doing something physical, because that's the whole point of a slideshow, to feel like you're doing something, mm-hmm. interacting with the content and moving it, I think having just the standard piece of content and then an arrow on one side and an arrow on the other side. Yeah. It's very hard to beat that layout. All right, all right, all right, guys, in your code. But let's say Dustin doesn't know how to use uh, JavaScript or jQuery and maybe he's on a budget and, you know, starving artist and all that. What if he, uh, what about those new, the, the new Squarespace slideshow? What do you guys think about that? Could Dustin get by on, on that? I know I... Well, see, you could get by, but see, those could be, that could be, because uh, you can only use those slideshows within your blog posts. No, so, no, no. You, you can use them anywhere. Yeah, you can use them anywhere. But oh, so the this code because I looked at the code snippet and it's like really, it's really convoluted. Like I don't think most people would latch on to the fact that you can move it anywhere. But like, so you can just copy that chunk of code onto into any part of your site. Yeah. It's not ch- well, oh, that's cool. Okay. No, it's, it's not, really, it's not no, even it's a chunk of code. It's WYSIWYG editor. It's like adding an image or an, a link or anything. You just yeah. you just hit the slideshow. First, you set up a, a gallery. So you have a photo gallery on your site. So let's say you have 10 photos, uh, like 10 banned photos that are already on a gallery on your site. If, if they're not and you don't want a gallery on your site, you can still create a gallery on a hidden section. And then basically that that slideshow will pull from that gallery. So so when when you insert the slideshow, it'll, it'll say, you know, choose from which gallery. There's a drop-down. If you have multiple, you just select the one. And then basically you just, um, you know, do a little tiny bit of, of, of WYSIWYG styling, a bit very similar to, like, uh, how, how you pull in RSS and, you know, the, those the, those sort of social widgets that already exist. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. The only uh, one of the only downsides is that it does take up a page on your site, and so if you are using the most basic package, you only have ten pages on your site. So every gallery is a new page, and that yeah. can quickly go through your beginner level package if uh, if you want to have um, you know a few site uh, pages on your site. If you want to be a little more advanced, and you want that, I mean, m- most most likely you're going to use you know like a larger version of a slideshow on your home page. And so it, it would require some, some custom code to go ahead and position a container, wh- wh- whether it's just, you know, raw HTML and CSS, or if you want to position 
uh, you know, like a Squarespace HTML widget, um, then, then then that can be positioned, you know, and then and then move your content down, and 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 that is a little more advanced um, to do those kind of things. Uh, yeah. But but that's that that's about the only way to uh, to to do that on, on like a homepage is is to kind of either use a one column template. Um, and then you know, kind of maybe use another template throughout the rest of the site, or to just customize the homepage to accept this full for the, the full width slideshow. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, one one kind of other drawback is that you can't link from those images yet, but I'm told that you will be able to. I think that was a reply in the comments on the the official Squarespace uh, blog post about slideshows that, um, or or maybe it was in the designer developer forms. I can't remember, but they did say that yeah, once the the guy who built it got back from vacation, um, he's going to try and build that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's a family remember. company, you know. They're yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. He's out fishing. I, right, right, right. That's awesome. That is awesome though. Like he's out on vac- the guy who built it said on vacation. He's gonna fix it when he gets back. I did read some comments that there were some issues uh, in in various versions of IE. Of course, why wouldn't there be? Yeah. So, so I I haven't used it professionally yet. For me, if if, if I'm going to be installing you know a slideshow on someone's site, I would first prefer to, to use a, a jQuery. Um, yeah. show because yeah. then th- then I could like link just a few of the images or you know I mean I can build exactly how it's supposed to look and if you understand how to like wrangle HTML code and CSS and maybe a little bit of JavaScript I think a better option would be one of these many and very plentiful uh, custom JavaScript slideshows and some of them are packed up really nice so it's basically sometimes you just need to load one script mm-hmm. and place like a div somewhere and sometimes it just it's it's super simple to do it and sometimes it's harder so depends sure. on what you're looking for there's a more advanced um slideshow that i mean i mean it's a commercial project a, a product i believe it's like 80 79 or something but it's over on slide deck slide deck.com that's a really powerful jquery slider um they they also make like a uh like a wordpress version but i i think if you purchase the, the version you have like a wordpress plugin and then it's also the the full jquery version um and that's really 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 cool because because you can customize many portions of it it doesn't only it has like an accordion type um effect that's to cool. it and then you can scroll internally on it there's some really great examples if you go to their examples page and if you search on the the squarespace forums you'll i mean s- search for slide deck and you'll see some people using it i've talked with the owners over there at slide deck and they're waiting for the whole squarespace community to pretty much jump on it and start using it they're all about supporting squarespace users over at cool. slide deck very cool that's awesome yeah hmm. All right, so it sounds like we've got a, uh, a plethora of great slideshow options for Dustin. And you'll actually, uh, we want to say you'll be able to find them in the link section under the uh, post for this podcast episode. Yeah, it'll be a bunch so of episode one hundred and five. You'll be, be able to quickly find them. Bunch of links down there. Do you love content structure and style? Sponsor us. We'll talk about your product on the air and share it with our many listeners. We have more listeners than Opera has users. That's not true. Squarespace doesn't pay us. What about you? Now, carrot soup. What's the deal with carrot soup? Or first, you want to talk about social media buttons. What social media buttons are you using on your sites? 
Um, well, when it comes to like managing social media buttons on your site, it's a matter of like knowing what people are actually using versus what they aren't using because I don't think it makes a lot of sense to have like a stagnant social media button just sitting on your site and no one's really using it. And it, but again, it depends on how important it is to people. But uh, a service I use um, to track this kind of thing is there's actually a service called um, Add This. It's at addthis.com. They actually have if you go to addthis.com slash services, it brings up a small Whoa. list of the top 10. Josh, you okay? <laughs> I fell down. Sorry. Yeah, I turned a little bump into something extraordinary. Sorry. <laughs> I've fallen down and I can't get up. No, it's just I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah. Life alert. The commercial was made before you were born, Brandon. I know. What is that on hey, YouTube YouTube now? was made. Anyways. Yeah. Basically, um, add this. Can you cut that? All right, Alan? Uh, perhaps. So uh, you go to addthis.com slash services, and they actually have like uh, like a little top 10 list of the most used services online, and they have like a little graph and like trending of how popular it is. And then also like the percentage of shares that that service gives, and um, also the viral lift. So that's like how, how much, how beneficial are these buttons? And right now, like, um, email has the most viral lift, but it's number five because not many people share it. It's, it's really um, all about the numbers of which place each thing is in. Yeah, that is pretty neat. Obviously, Facebook and Twitter are at the top of that list there, but um, interesting pieces in there. Email, like you said. MySpace is number nine on the way down, of course. Yeah, uh, it's little, little graphs. Yeah, definitely cool to see. Those, those are called sparklines. Very cool. Um, StumbleUpon is number 10, which... Isn't surprising either because stumble. Uh, there was a while where like dig Reddit, stumble upon, and maybe a couple of others were kind of all the, in this like little. They were they were in a kind of a dead heat. Okay, and, I'm yeah. old. Okay, let, let's put that out there. But Whoa. does does hey, any Alan. does anyone use LinkedIn? I mean, like, yes. really? Do they use it? Of course. It? Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn's people been growing like a bat out of hell. Holy crap! People LinkedIn, have accounts, but do they growing. really use it? Of course, I do. I have, I have a hundred percent profile completion. That's how I got my new job. <laughs> you guys laugh at me all the time when I geek out to these things, but I I filled out my profile. Long as we're um, clear. At my last, yeah, I know, right? At my last job, and I, I optimized it for SEO and project manager. And um, uh, somebody was searching for uh, my current role, and they found me on LinkedIn because I had optimized my profile for the job I wanted. And they contacted me on the blue, said, "Come on in and uh, interview," and I got the job. So maybe it's just the IT. Profile now. Maybe it's the IT on me because because I've, I've like you know synced like big re- chunks of resume on there, and, and and it might say worked on a .NET team. Bam, you know recruiters are just like oh so so I had to go edit everything out that I can't stand, and then anything that I like. So I mean, but but still I I, I get at least three like recruiter requests a week and it's just, yeah developers are very much in demand Ugh. mastered front page in a matter of weeks oh are you a front page expert <laughs> oh goodness we need that uh, <laughs> hi uh hi alan uh it says here that you were uh, really adept at uh using a net and uh so we'd like no no hey, i didn't um, could you get me a copy of that website uh, in PowerPoint, so I can just make some quick changes when I need to. Sorry, I I didn't I didn't mean to insult because because I know that you know with, with networks they they do have a really good job search function on LinkedIn, so I I think you could probably get a good job. Like, like and actually, 
Actually, I posted uh, an article not uh, but, uh, around today, actually, that showed like how engaged social media, people on social media sites are, and actually LinkedIn has the most um, politically interested um, users. So like they're always talking about politics and a lot of things. It's because apparently. they're old. <laughs> Nope, what, ha- what happened? Josh got mad because I insulted LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody can use it if they want. It's the benefits are there. Okay, so has, let's let's move on to social social media buttons then. Actually, I want I want to cover one more. Um, oh, Google yeah. pl- Google Plus, I think is uh, oh, is yes. one that's on everybody's mind. <laughs> Should I put it on there? Should I not? Um, I think just purely if if you have a business and you want to get traffic to your business and you have a blog, put that button on there today because Google is taking a very careful look at how people are using the plus one button, and that's gonna play a big part in who gets traffic in the future. So yeah, SEOs are keeping a hot eye on the uh, on the Google Plus one button yeah and that's and i think that's a really important one because if you look at google as google plus as a social media network they already have they're approaching like 20 million 21 million users and it's still in beta so they're they're not completely finished the product yet and still they have they're growing hugely and the primary um use for the plus one button is not uh the after product of it is sending that link out to your friends or um, you know, sharing that article with you know family on your circles or every, everything. But the primary purpose of that plus one button is um, Google is having a hard time sifting through the results you get in searches because there's a lot of spam from like content farms and everything. Uh, they recently um, disabled any .co domains from showing up in the Google searches because there's been there's been so much spam on those domains alone. So they're having a hard time deciphering which content is useful for people and which content is trying to get to the top because obviously content that's trying to get to the top is not doing very well because it's not good content. So these plus one buttons, the primary use for that is people click the plus one. So that says to Google, oh, this is a human and they like this content. So obviously this site deserves to be looked at a bit more seriously. And once they see that reputation go up, they'll, your search results will start to get higher. And I think eventually if this button becomes powerful enough, and which I think it will, is... It, it's going to be one of Google's main ways of, of, you know, using PageRank to rank pages higher or lower based on um, uh, a website's readership and how much humans like the site, how much people enjoy the content, and uh, allowing people to control which sites are higher and which sites are lower. Yeah, and, you know, and to take that a step further, Brandon, you've got um, a big part of SEO or getting that search results or kind of getting. Uh, understanding Google is that they put a lot of power on links right now. So if you have a website and there's a link on that website that points to another one, then that's like a vote so that that other website should rank in the search engine. So take that concept and apply it to human beings. And let's say we're voting. So let's say we share links instead of a website, we're sharing those links. And Google is looking at that just as they're looking at links as a way to kind of say, okay, well, what's on the web? What's on, what are people saying? And the the algorithm of the future is going to be a combination, a uh, carefully weighted combination of those two factors in addition to about 200 other things. Exactly. And I, I think it's I think it's really powerful to add a dimension of, of people deciding what they want to see in Google searches rather than Google deciding it based on just hard actions that people do like clicks and link sharing. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome to see them really dive into the dynamics of that and say, this person took the time to physically click this button and say, I like this page. So obviously that's much more important than just a link swap or 
uh, just simply visiting the page. It's much more valuable to them. It's a much more. It says a lot more about the website. Well, right now it's only accounting for about five to ten percent of their algorithm, whereas links it, they were estimated to be about fifty percent. So it's not much more, but it, it's on the rise. It's and, not even close right now. Yeah, but it's on and the also rise. you've got to remember it's already ten percent. They just launched this button, maybe like. Um, I don't know. One day they launched the plus one button because they was, launched it, but it wasn't just Google Plus. It wasn't just the plus one button that had that weight. It was all social media. So, what the public stuff that they can index from Facebook, all of the Twitter firehose until it was recently shut off, but they still have yeah. access to all the Twitter public uh, pages as well. So, I just I think mean, if they can pull pl- Google Plus off, it's much more valuable for them to have a closed circuit where it's their button. They oh, understand yeah. exactly where it is. They know it's legitimate. And it's, you know, because if you have to jump so many times to get to another data point, there's so many things that could go wrong within that time. So I think this is really valuable if they can really focus on this and even having the button right on the search results. That's really important as well. Yeah, that's huge. That's going to be huge for click-through. Ford's one of the only brands right now that Google's letting use a a Google Plus account. And Ford's um, search traffic is going through the roof because people are liking them, making friends with them on the social side. And then they're performing searches for cars and all of Ford's content's coming up to the top because it's like, hey, you're friends with Ford. This is what they shared with you. Yeah, and I think think this is also going to really force websites to not only say, hey, we need a good strategy to, you know, Gets to the top of search results, they're going to say, "Hey, we need to, you know, make things that people will actually like, so that way, that instead of, you know, chipping away at this and trying we're, to, we're way to the top. ahead. We're way ahead of you, Brandon. I mean, that's that's what marketers are doing right now. We're trying to figure out what is it, how do you be the most helpful to to your to your user, to your audience, and create all that content, give it away, and then people that that like you or were helped by you, they're more inclined to do business with you because you've earned their trust." Hmm. Yeah, I just think it's really powerful what they're doing. Absolutely. Yep. So, so are you guys having a good conversation? Yeah, I think okay. we should uh, uh, come up. With I'm a back new here eating carrot soup. <laughs> we need a, we need a spinoff show. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, social media buttons: uh, Twitter, Facebook. Maybe stumble upon get email on there. Maybe Google Plus uh, get the Google Plus One button on there. And, and also, I've been, I've experimented with creating my own. And one I created was a QR code button that people can click on our site and it pops up a QR code that you can scan, scan with your phone, and then it just thro- throws the article on your phone to read for later, which people are using quite a bit. Huh. So, yeah. So if they so because now that we've have our mobile site, people can just say this is a really long article. I'll probably read this on the train or whatever. They can just boop, now it's on their phone. Boop. Yeah. Make that. Boop. So Makes it's more it of a utility, too. I guess, rather than a social button. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of I'm kind kind of coming at this at, at even a different angle. Um, that that I think what you guys are referring to is mostly about the the uh, the end user, the the reader of a blog, possibly or a website, going and finding content and then sharing it with the world. Um, and then on, on on the flip side would be the actual Squarespace site where the client wants to attract people externally to their social networks uh, via you know like you know Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know with you know sh- sharing their little icons either header or footer, you know doing those kind of things. Yeah. Like to follow uh, us on on Facebook type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um we were even talking before the show on on places to get icons. Um I mentioned like iconfinder.com is is one I will frequent uh but you need to always check the the copyright information so, some of yeah. them so, some of them are are open and free and some of them are commercial and freemium and 
premium, etc. So, so just make sure you look. Yeah. Uh, another good site for finding social media icons and a lot of other resources as well as inspiration is a site I frequent. It's called Dribble with three Bs. Yeah. So it's D-R-I-B-B-B-L-E dot com. And essentially what people do is they post what their their current progress on creating things. And one of those things people like to create is icon packages. Progress so these- is, is progress for, for Americans. The show is translated. But they 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 show their um their progress. No prog. They show their progress yeah. um, via via dribble. So like you can see how they're building their icon packs. You can give them feedback or anything. And uh, then when they're done, they just post them. They say, "Hey, it's free. Download the zip file." And then all of a sudden, you have a package of hundreds of icons, all different sizes, some even vector format that all match, and they're basically free to use. And if you're you know don't know exactly what the rights are to that. It's nice because on Dribble you can just ask the actual person that made it. And you can say, hey, can I use these on my site? And they'll tell you what's up. And uh, what's awesome is now anyone can join Dribble. So um, you can, uh, you know, you, know you, can, you can really post the comments and, and interact with the people that are designing these icons. And then some of them do cost money, but it's generally around like $5, $10. Some of them more expensive for the bigger packs. So now we're on to carrot soup. Um, I think we have one more question. The WordPress versus Squarespace was the uh, was was the question, right? Yes. Is, our can friend, we turn uh, this? In, can we turn this into like an epic rap battle between me and Josh? If you're building a site and you no, want don't. to impress, don't. don't look any further than WordPress. Oh my God, you're so white. <laughs> I can just I can just hear like a kindergarten class on the carpet, clapping <laughs> with them. Oh my god. All right. So here we are. Uh, we've got a question from our dear friend Tony Ham. Hambone. Hambone. I'm not sure that's his nickname, but um, yeah, no, no. So Tony develops on the uh, Squarespace platform, Tony Ham. Um, Tony Square Prano. Yes. Uh, that's my nickname for Tony. I don't think he knows that. Okay, starting over. <laughs> you like that? You're so good. I, I I love a good pun. It's like it's like a, a savory meal, like carrot <laughs> soup coming up. So our friend Tony Ham, uh, Squarespace developer on the platform here, he writes in. How do you approach the inevitable WordPress comparisons? He writes this to us from Google Plus. Okay. Uh, how do you? How, so how do you approach it? I'm wonder. I'm wondering if he's trying to like. How do you defend? How do I defend myself from the onslaught of? WordPress users saying we have this and you don't. Yeah, I think you know WordPress is obviously the eight hundred pound gorilla in in the market space that Squarespace plays in. So a lot of people develop on WordPress, so they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell you that WordPress is better," and everybody believes that WordPress is better. But you know, then there's Squarespace. So why Squarespace? I get this question on on almost every phone call. There's a lot of people I speak with who don't really know Squarespace, but they heard it's great. They started using it, and they reached that wall where they want to hire a designer. That's usually their their path to my door. Me, ha- having worked with Squarespace in the past, uh, with WordPress in the past, I don't, I don't do this on client calls. I just do it on like recorded important things, like ah. this show. Um, uh, oh so, so I will, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about you know where where I've used WordPress in the past and where it's failed, and most of those times are 
because there's security holes because you have to update WordPress monthly. There's like there's like a new point release every month, and it's usually yeah, it, it, it's usually released with a big caution caution statement of saying you know please do this now, do this immediately because there's a gaping hole in security. There's not only that, but then there's third party developers who don't follow those point point release updates. So that you know if, if you have a third party plug in anything on your site then you know you want to make sure that that thing is is developed in in such a way that it's not going to be an issue when when you continually have to update wordpress and you have to know you know how to how to deal with your hosting environment how to deal with databases and i mean there's there's a lot to know now now there are some turnkey solutions you know there's a lot of hosting companies that just have a one-click install but yeah. that's still pretty scary. I mean, because you, I mean, you really got to know what you're doing when you when you commit to that next update. Um, to me, it's just like it, it. It's just way way too much headache, and that that's only the infrastructure of hosting. So yeah, I mean, Squarespace definitely does bring that peace of mind. Um, I will say that if you're running a lot of different sites and, um, and the WordPress starts to become a more attractive option because if you spend $100 on some really nice Rackspace uh, hosting, you can um, you can you know put as many different websites out there as you want. And for Squarespace, each different account is a, is a different bill, of course. So you know yeah. that that's one of I think one of the the main advantages WordPress has if you are building a lot of sites. Mm-hmm. There was kind of kind of a high profile client that I was that I was kind of working on this this very conversation, and I contacted Squarespace, um, and and I, I I kind of had the same the same question like Do you have any documentation? Do you have a this that sort of document that might weigh the comparisons? And instead, they gave me a, a document that that I refer to as the Squarespace Hero document, and we could probably put a link. To, uh, to 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 that document where I have I have posted on my blog, but but basically it's like a it's like a thirty thousand foot view of Squarespace, and not the comparison as much as why Squarespace is so cool in, in very short terms that that it's it works really well for someone internally to like hand that to their boss and say this is this is Squarespace, you know learn more you know because because i think that's where a lot of these questions are coming from they're you know probably the people who have used squarespace already know but they have to convince you know the the decision maker in their company who's who's the one who's specking this kind of thing out i I think the other the only other thing i'd say about wordpress is that um if you need to tinker with your system i mean if you need direct server access if you really need to have customization if that really really is something that's important to you um you know squarespace is a hosted uh fully built solution so um wordpress does allow that extra layer of tinkering um yeah and then, and then finally, from an e-commerce perspective, um, this is where I am not yet a fan of Squarespace because the only options for e-commerce on Squarespace are either you know you cobble together a bunch of pages or you do the um, the, the one-page uh, JavaScript embed uh, of your entire product cart. And the only problem with solutions like that, while they are easy, you lose all the SEO value of your of your product cart because you're pulling it in externally. It's invisible to Google. So if you've got a product page, you know hundreds of products or you know even dozens, um, you know nobody will be able to search for and find those products. So that's that's where um, you know you can do a, a really tight integration with like WordPress and Magento or one of those other you know e-commerce solutions out there that will create yeah. static URLs and physical you know, or not physical but real pages for your 
for your products. And that that's important if you're if you're depending on people to find you through search. Yeah, that's really important. Mm -hmm. um, Squarespace versus WordPress. Uh, I wish there was a way to sort of um, put it in a different term, like, you know, like Mac versus PC. Like, you know, everyone does that, like compares Mac versus PC, like they're related to everything. Mm -hmm. You can't really do it with this because like, WordPress is like they're both all in one solutions, but one requires different things and one requires other different things. And I find WordPress is one of those things where if you understand that you're getting into a situation where it's it's not managed for you, you are the person that's responsible for everything on your site. Like you're responsible for keeping it up to date. You're responsible for paying for hosting and keeping that working and everything. And uh, if you know if your host decides to you know close down or something goes wrong or you have to migrate your site over to a new host and it just you have to be responsible for that kind of thing. But then on the flip side, you go to Squarespace. And all that stuff's managed for you. It's updated by them, so uh, it's their responsibility to make sure your site doesn't break, unless you've done something completely that's not in the rule books. But um, it's it's sort of one of those all-in-one solutions. And then, but then you can do more things in WordPress, and you can do less things in Squarespace. But Squarespace, it's all built in already, and WordPress, you have to put them in manually. But you can do more with them. It's just, I don't know. I think honestly, it comes down to I think you'd have to use both. To really, to really get what each one does, yeah, and I see which one you're comfortable with. Yeah. It's something you have to take for a test drive. I teamed up with a uh, with a with a friend of mine who's uh, solely on WordPress, and we wrote an article about you know Squarespace versus WordPress, and we wrote it about a year ago. It's had maybe I don't know a lot of traffic. People like it a lot, um, and I've got over seventy some comments. So it really goes into a lot of detail, a lot of back and forth. So if you're looking for a longer read, um, that's something for you to check out as well. Absolutely, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's a great comparison. What do you guys think? I've heard the metaphor, uh, you know, Apple versus Android thrown around quite a bit, comparing Squarespace and WordPress. Do you think that's an appropriate metaphor? No, I don't no. think. It, I don't think you can take Apple's operating better. systems or, or anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. But what I'm saying is, you can't. Like, when people do that, it totally dilutes the argument because then you just rely on your like. Oh well, then Apple's better, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. It's like what's good for you in each situation. Like someone could be really happy with an Android phone, but they use Squarespace. It, it it doesn't. Those two don't really compare compare well. But I think, like, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think the principles there, and it helps people understand yeah. kind of like little like what you said. You know, if you're, it's it's uh, you know user beware, or we've got this nice little walled garden for you. Yeah. So I think it's pretty. It's it's a it's a pretty convoluted argument because like if there's there's not it's it's gonna it would be that we gotta do an, a separate episode just with that squarespace versus wordpress we should get a wordpress expert on here and go yes nine, nine rounds yes I'll, I totally uh, should my buddy andy he might come on or or we could get three wordpress experts on and us three and do like a showdown <laughs> it's all yelling That's i don't think i'd be able to deal with it <laughs> speaking of campbell soup what <laughs> is the deal with carrot soup so, so we've we've like drugged the listener out. We we talked about at the beginning of the show. We talked about our giveaway, but but first, let's talk about the carrot soup. What is the deal with the carrot soup? Well, Jerry, um, someone asked, "What was their name?" I can't find the Google Doc off the top of my head. But anyway, someone asked Dustin about Dustin asked about social media buttons and a bunch of stuff to do with Squarespace. But then he wants to know about carrot soup. Now we automatically assumed, oh, this is some creative name for like some web technology. And then he put in brackets like, no, I literally mean. No, yeah, he's saying, I'm not talking about a program or app. I mean vegetables in broth. Carrots. So um, you're going to need six tablespoons of butter, one Ooh. large onion, 
two garlic cloves minced, ah, yes. eight carrots peeled and grated, okay. preferably cut up into square pieces. Yep. Uh, two plum tomatoes, okay. uh, chopped up. Uh, cups of chicken stock must be homemade. Yeah, don't salt. Don't, don't buy that. No. S- s- salt and fresh ground pepper to taste. Uh-huh. Uh, one half uh, teaspoon of ground nutmeg, one half teaspoon of ground ginger, one half cup of evaporated milk, and uh, two third cup of sour cream. First, you heat the butter in a pot, add the onion and garlic, saute for three minutes. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Content <laughs> Structure <laughs> Style. No, I'm not carrot soup yet. Then you add the carrots, tomatoes, saute for five minutes, add stock, add salt and pepper, nutmeg, ginger, bring to a boil. Reduce simmer ten minutes. Puree. Return to pot. Add the milk. The cream. unofficial Squarespace podcast. Do not boil. Step six says yes. Sure to submit Coming your questions up, online. We teach Brandon how to hyperlink. www.contentstructurestyle.com, <laughs> and we'll answer them on the next show. If you want to figure out how to make this recipe, go to http forward slash forward slash colon www period food period com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Content Structure and Style, the unofficial Squarespace podcast. Submit your questions online at contentstructurestyle.com and we'll answer them on the next show. The best questions on each episode win Squarespace swag, such as stickers, t-shirts, or a Squarespace-branded moleskin notebook. This has been Alan Hauser. You can find me at creativecomponent.com and at Alan Hauser on Twitter. And this is Josh Broughton. You can find me at bigpictureweb.com and JL Broughton on Twitter. Okay, Brandon, you done with, with your recipe? Go ahead and read yours. Okay. Oh, I'm Brandon Davenport. You can find me at uh, okgeek.com and uh, on Twitter at it's Brandon D. And thanks for digesting another big old plate of, of carrot soup. No, no worries. Don't worry about it. Oh, I still have to buy Vajillion.com. <laughs> Let me wind that back. <laughs> this is like watching like a car crash. Everything's in slow motion. <laughs> and backwards for some reason. <sighs> Last time on Content Structure Style. Carrot Soup! Vajillion! Coming up. Carrot soup. What just happened? So that was fun. Yeah, right? it was a good show. Yay! Yeah.